Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Governor Kemp made a decision to open up some parts of the uh, Georgia economy on Friday, um, hair salons and tattoo parlors, things like this, and then uh, restaurants coming up on Monday. Got a chance to talk with the governor. How are you? Man, we're doing good. Keeping busy over here. How about you guys? <laughs> doing great. Somebody pointed out that like hair salons, tattoo parlors, these things that are opening on Friday are like the most intimate things that you could possibly open is it because you need a haircut? Is that what's behind all this? <laughs> uh, I do not need a haircut because my youngest daughter cut mine Sunday, and uh, there's one side of my head that's not real pretty to look at right now. But <laughs> definitely pent up demand. But I would just uh, tell people to look at the guidance that we put out. You know, this is giving the folks that had businesses that we closed to is a. Uh, you know, I remind people to help flatten the curve so that we had time to build up our hospital bed capacity to make sure that we had the hospital bed capacity in our state, which we definitely have now. So it allows us to start moving back in a measured way and allowing some of these businesses that the government closed down. Unlike all other businesses in Georgia, they've been able to continue to operate other than these specific ones following the 20 criteria and if you look at those, you know, it's the normal thing, spacing people out, using PPE. A uh, good example, you know, I had to do the television interview last night. I had, you know, someone that did the, the makeup and put my mic on me. And, you know, there was no, it, it was like getting a haircut, right? But they had masks on, they had gloves on, they had hand sanitizer. You know, I was in there for a short period of time. You know, I went in and I went out. And that's basically how these uh, places of business are going to have to operate. It's not going to be business as usual. And we're not mandating people go get a haircut. We're not mandating that people open their business. If they don't feel like the time's right and the public won't buy into that, they certainly don't have to do it. But we're definitely at a place, I believe, in our state, based off of the science and the data and the conversations with public health officials, that we can gradually start easing back and allowing some of these businesses that we close to open. I did see a meme from Holland where you could have your nails done by sticking your fingers through the mail slot and have the nail artist on the other side of the mail slot <laughs> outside your house. Well, look, I think there's going to be some very creative ways that people can do this. You know, a, a lot of people have said something about the bowling alleys and, and um you know, um, fitness centers, but I've talked to fitness center guys and they have a great plan for how they're going to open back up and what they're going to do. One of them is hiring an epidemiologist to help wow. them give guidance on that. So they're taking this very seriously. I mean, look, they have a, a liability perspective that they got to have to make their employees comfortable to come back to work and also get their customers to come back. If they don't, they don't feel like they can do that. They they don't need to, and they may not be able to because the guidelines we have are very strict. You know, our shelter-in-place order is still in effect. Uh, I, I harped on the medically fragile and those are that are really most vulnerable to the disease. We've got to continue to protect them. 
you know, people that have respiratory issues like my wife does this time of year with, with uh, allergies and, you know, asthma, she doesn't need to be getting out. You know, neither does my mom who's in her 80s or my mother-in-law who's, you know, in her, her mid-80s as well. Uh, but for people that feel like they can can do that and they want to, it gives them the option to do that. I think that's a you know measured step forward. Uh, Governor Kemp, uh, we want to say thank you. Being a leader during this time has got to be really difficult. So thank you for the hard work you're doing. And you probably already know this, so it's not something new. We're telling you, you are the news cycle right now. <laughs> it, it's you. I told the governor very simply that I disagree with his decision. But he has to do what he thinks is right. How are you dealing with that as a person? And then when do you see, like, this news cycle kind of ending and uh, the media goes on to something else? <laughs> well, it, we were actually talking about that this morning. Uh, you know, I've been in these situations before. I've had to make some very difficult decisions. I mean, look, as a small business person for 30 years that has been through recessions and barely hung on during the Great Recession, you know, I've seen a lot of people that, you know, didn't make it through that. I've seen a, an experience myself having employees that depended on a paycheck for, for me to be able to feed and clothe and house their families. And I've been in the position where, you know, I've had a really hard time doing that. Many times doing that when I couldn't pay myself and was having trouble paying my own bills. So I know how painful that is. It was a painful decision to close businesses. And that's why, you know, I think it's important that we try to give these folks an opportunity to open back up you know the the people that are trolling me on twitter right now they're not seeing the trauma in our emergency rooms like i know that we're seeing now because of domestic abuse and child abuse issues with people that are frustrated and they're cooped up and many of them are on their last straw so and you know we can't keep going like this forever i just had a call with deputy secretary hargan at hhs about what we were doing and kind of what they were doing at the federal level. And he, he talked about, you know, when this virus comes back in the fall or the winter, well, we know it's going to come back. Are we just going to stay sheltered in place till November or December or January? I mean, we can't do that. We're already seeing our food banks being overrun. We're having a hard time getting enough funding and, and food supplies for people to feed people right now. I mean, that is a reality that I'm getting where a lot of people, you know, if they're sitting at home and, you know, drawing a paycheck, then, you know, they're not experiencing that. And it's easy for them to say this is a crazy step forward. But if you're one of those desperate people out there, if we don't turn some of those people loose, they're going to do something dramatic. You know, they're going to start stealing to feed their family or they're going to go somewhere else and work. And that is not how this should work in my opinion and and also you know the national uh, hits i'm taking right now i'm used to that it's pandemic politics at its best the colorado governor who's a liberal democrat is basically doing the same exact thing that i am and you haven't seen near the criticism probably no criticism of the measures that he's taking and look i haven't i haven't criticized any other governors i know everybody's making very tough decisions they're doing what they think is right but I'm not really worried about the national press. I'm worried about protecting our people in Georgia in many ways, their health care, but also their livelihoods. And that's important to Georgians. I trust our people to make good decisions and to follow the rules. Governor Kemp, you uh, said, you know, that you are allowing businesses to open, but you're not mandating that they open. They can make up their own mind. Uh, but then at the same time, telling you, you basically said that cities in the state can't make up their own rules is that am i getting that correct 
Like the city of Atlanta, yeah, the, for example, can't say, no, nail salons can't open. They can't kind of override your decision. That's correct. Municipalities can't do anything more restrictive or less restrictive. And I know, you know, I've gotten that question before. And, it, it, you know, I certainly understand uh, that way of thinking and, uh, you know, understand and respect the mayors that, you know, are not happy with this. But there are a lot of mayors that are happy. Um, when we were given local control on orders earlier before we moved to the shelter in place, I had many people saying, you got to do a statewide order because, you know, one city has done a shelter in place. All those people are leaving. They're coming to Lake Oak County. They're coming to the coast. We're being overrun with their people. And they're like, you got to do a statewide order. So this thing is like a water balloon. You know, if you, if you do something somewhere, people are going to move. So. I think in this situation, if you allow the municipalities to do something more restrictive, the only thing you're going to see happen is those workers are going to leave that community and go to a community to work where, you know, they don't have those restrictions in place or move to another state to do that. So I felt like right now it's better to do a statewide approach. Governor Kemp, you talked about the Colorado governor, and I remember, I think it was on Monday, they said that you guys were all on a video conference with the vice president, and that just got me thinking, like, do you guys, do you guys use Zoom? And then which, who's the governor? Which one is it that never mutes their damn microphone? <laughs> Who is it? Call him out. Call well, him or her out. Yeah, that is the today's world. Of course, I can't say anything. We we have a video conference line uh, here at the Capitol where I've been working out of since all this started, and I don't know what the problem was. But Monday, I could we couldn't figure out how to unmute our phone, so it wasn't <laughs> that we weren't muted. We couldn't unmute, so I ended up having to call in to to get my report but imagine a politician not being able to speak that would be I mean, that would just be. <laughs> is that why we're in this mess <laughs> we, were on, we were on one call and somebody didn't have their phone muted and you could hear the uh toilet flushing in the back oh, no. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is we talk about uh, other governors of other states wasn't there at some point some discussion about doing like an alliance a southeast alliance of governors to kind of <laughs> all be on the same page did that meeting ever take place or uh, we had a great call with a lot of the southern governors on uh, Saturday for about an hour. It went really well. I, I don't think any of us really felt like we needed to form some sort of official coalition. So I don't think any of us really felt like we needed to have a coalition. We can pick up the phone and get everybody together in a moment's notice or make individual calls. And I think that's how you'll see us continue to handle it. I and mean, if somebody wants to do that, I'm certainly willing to. But there just wasn't a desire uh, to do that. I think, you know, all of us know where everybody else is and certainly respects the decision making of the great governors we have down south. So you're not worried about biker gangs from Florida coming up here to get tats? Uh, no, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, if if they do, they'll have to uh, follow the guidelines that we have. Uh, you know, if they don't, we'll uh, we'll arrest them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Governor Kemp, I know we've got these shelter-in-place orders until the end of this month for most of us, and then our elderly community and medically fragile goes through mid-May. But is there some kind of timeline to reopen our parks and trails? Well, our the state parks and the beaches are open now. Um, there is a caveat there, and this, this is kind of another example of the national press going absolutely crazy, not understanding what we were doing. I got heavily criticized for not closing the parks and and, um, and reopening the beaches versus what the locals had put in place when I did the shelter in place. But 
you know, we didn't open the beaches or the state parks for spring break parties. We opened them where families could go camp mm-hmm. to get a few days out of this madness. They had to stay, you know, um, in their campsite, not gather with, with other folks that were camping. We patrolled that. We had absolutely no issues. Everybody kind of stuck, uh, stuck to themselves, had a great time in our parks. People were on the hiking trails. Uh, we actually closed some at the capacity got in the parking lots got full and we would allow one in and one out. So it was very measured. Same thing with our, with our boat ramps, um, at our lakes around the state. And then on the beaches, we didn't allow umbrellas and, you know, coolers and people to go mm-hmm. start laying out. We allowed people to come and get some exercise, let the kids, you know, get a little energy out of them, give the parents a little bit of sanity, getting them out of the house. Uh, people walking their dogs and, you know, getting a swim in, but we didn't allow people to stop and congregate. Um, we had a great plan. Our uh, Department of Natural Resources and our, our uh, officers there in the state patrol were really influential as well as local law enforcement, making sure that we helped people follow the rules. And uh, we had a few people that, that didn't want to do that, that we had to you know, issue some warnings to, but I, I don't think we had to write many citations because most people adhered to the advice we were giving them. We'd have a few folks tying up in the cove in the lake, and, you know, we had folks on the lake. We'd run over there and say, hey, y'all can't do that. You got to keep moving, you know. And there, there's, you know, that is a good thing for them. Uh, as Dr. Toomey said, you know, she goes to Piedmont Park in the evenings and, and walks her dog and gets some fresh air and some exercise and we got one of our staffers here who uh, walks on the belt line every night. And he gives us update every day about how respectful people are. They're moving away from each other when they pass. People aren't congregating, and it's uh, you know, but it is a good opportunity for them to get out and uh, just experience some sanity in this mad world that we're living in. You you speak of sanity, Governor Kemp. Well, I love having my seven year old daughter at home, and is she not the biggest U- uh, Georgia fan in the entire world? She's just running around in her uh, like Georgia cheerleading outfit. I would love to see her wear her Georgia cheerleading outfit to summer camp this year. Any chance that that happens, <laughs> or any place actually, yeah, it doesn't I matter. Wanna, I wouldn't want to go so far as saying uh, summer camp. Uh, anything about that just yet. I okay. think we've got to continue to follow the data here for the next couple of weeks and see where we are. I mean, still our, uh, you know, our, our large, you know, our concert venues and entertainment uh, bars and nightclubs, they're still shut down. Uh, so there's still some things that are probably not a good idea to do. We'll continue to watch our numbers and see where we are as we get a little closer to June. Can you make a promise that by the time his seven-year-old is old enough to be a cheerleader, that the dogs will be able to play? (laughs) In my opinion, you're old enough to be a cheerleader when you're seven years old. Ah, From the the words of authority, there There we go. go. There you go. Governor Kemp, thank you so much for your time. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Uh, I wish that we could have called Britney Spears, like in the last 24 hours, and be like, listen, Governor Kemp's taking the heat right now. Could you please do something crazy? <laughs> but it yeah. didn't work out that way. Well, something else will pop up here for long. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it just, we're, we're taking measured approaches, and we just want to urge people to follow the guidance we're putting out this week. I think the more our citizens become educated, they'll realize that, you know, this is not a crazy move. It's very calculated and very well thought out and pragmatic to help the great people of this state, but also continue to keep us safe. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Have a great day, guys. All right, you too. too. Take care.
Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.